into his American adventures comes Bulldog Thurman. Mutual Broadcasting System brings you another exciting detective adventure with Bulldog Drummond, starring Ned Weaver, champion of justice, amateur detective, celebrated soldier of fortune of screen and radio, Bulldog Drummond comes to you every week at this same time with more of his baffling and intriguing mysteries. For adventure and excitement, keep this rendezvous with Bulldog Drummond every week. Obviously, it's a parcel plane check of some sort. And he wants to ensure it's safekeeping. 
Well, what are we going to do about it? We're going home and wait for our mysterious visitor's call. <laughs> but how do you know he'll call? Oh, there's no doubt about that. He'll call, all right. What makes you so sure? Because, Benny, he's made a sizable investment in us. He not? Mm. Look for yourself in this envelope. There's a thousand-dollar bill. You know, sir, it, it just occurred to me. What, Benny? Roxy Hagen. You said yourself we frightened him off at Larry's tonight. That same check and the thousand-dollar bill were meant for him. Undoubtedly. Well, then why not look up Roxy and get to the bottom of this? Because, Denny, I have an idea that Roxy will look us up in short order. We'll just sit and wait for development. In this instance, we'll let the case come to us. Don't forget, we're holding the trump card. And uh, it looks as if someone is about to make a bid. Hello? Three four seven. It's that brownstone. 
Next to the apartment house. Uh, just down these stairs. He has a basement apartment. There you are. See that thing? What is? The lights are on. He said he'd be waiting. You wouldn't have gone to bed. I'll ring again. Steve! Steve! Captain, come and see if something's happening to me. Yeah. Steve, I just... Yeah, what is Hey, what do you two want? We're looking for Steve Mantell. You've got the wrong place, you know, lady. This is Steve's apartment. What do you two think you're doing? You get me out of bed in the middle of the night to play games. Steve lives here. I saw him here only a few hours ago. That damn crazy. Believe me, Captain Bowman, that's the truth. Look at the get up one here. Don't you know, girlie, you get picked up for imitating a man? Now, just a moment. And listen, you two. You ring that bell again and I call a cop. Now, go on. Beat it. Well, I... Well, Miss Villa? Well, Captain Drummond, this is a trick of some kind. He was here a few hours ago. This is his place. Believe me, it is. I... I know. The mailbox. That's it. The mailbox over there. Steve's name is on it. Look, you. Evidently, there must be some mistake, Miss Villa. The name on this card is James Swift. <laughs> Jew 
Catholics or Negroes, are potential confederates or dupes of such subversive forces. Don't be fooled. Don't be misled. Be a real American. And now, back to our Bulldog Drummond adventure. Oh, I've searched everywhere, sir. I found nothing. Uh, anything in these pockets? Empty. Every one of them. Whoever killed Steve Mantell certainly went over this apartment with a fine tooth comb. But they overlooked one thing, Denny. Yes, what's that? This label on the inside of his coat pocket. Here, look. Hmm. Bomb Brothers, Silvers, Chicago, Illinois. November 16th, 1946. And the name of the wearer here. Edward Torrey. Edward Torrey? But his name is Steve Mantell. Evidently not in Chicago. Well, what do you mean, sir? I mean that Steve Mantell found it convenient to use two names. Well, come on, there's nothing more we can do here. First, we're stopping off the nearest telegraph office and the wire to Chicago. Uh, to whom in Chicago? The police. I have an idea they'll be able to supply me with an account of the activities of one Edward Torrey, alias Steve Mantell. And then, Denny, from the telegraph office, we're going straight home. But why home? Oh, just to see which way the wind's been blowing there. <laughs> Yes, sir. 
standing near the street lamp. There are the shadows along the building. Have your revolver ready. It's ready right now, sir. Look, he's walking away. Sir, you must have seen it coming. Hurry. But he's walking past, sir. He's making for his car. Quickly, before... Sit down, Betty. Call on the pilot's face. There, with a the bag. Look at it, Betty. Why, falling over. Come on. Come on, those shots were meant for him, not us. Dime store toy. 
I'll get the Geiger counter and hurry. Yes, yes, sir. We're going radium hunting. But where are we going to look? We don't have the cane check. I remember the number. It was 862. Oh, but what good's the number? We don't even know where the parcel is stored. Denny, if you came from Chicago by train and you wanted to check a parcel immediately upon arrival, where would you do it? Why, well, 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 at Grand Central Station, of course. That's where we begin. Grand Central Station. <laughs> Enter the station from the West Plaza, Denny. That's nearest the parcel checking room. Yes, sir. Well, what's that? The Geiger counter. Listen to it. We're ticking faster. The nearer we get to the station, the more active it becomes. The radium must be in the parcel room. Parcel eight six two, you say? That's right, eight six two. I want to see it immediately. All right, eight six two was checked out just a few minutes ago. <laughs> All right, get going, Denny. The package was picked up just before I got there. Yeah, right, sir. Uh, you know, sir, I thought something was strange. Just as you went into the station, the counter sailed off and then stopped completely. Cut across town, Denny. We'll avoid the heavy traffic. Yes, where are we going? We're paying a long-delayed call on Roxy Hagen. But why Roxy now? Because the parcel room attendant's description of the man who picked up the package fits Roxy to a tee. <laughs> Uh, the counter's starting up. We're on the right trail again. Yes. And we're getting nearer to Roxy's place. Oh, this elevator is so slow we can walk up fast. Huh? We'll be there in a second. Who killed Steve? Well, let's say we found out who was responsible for his death. But 
Thomas, I give Nancy know what you mean. Rather a good actress, too, in addition to her other talents, aren't any? Oh, I don't think so. I would say her performance is a bit too studied. I don't know what you two are driving at, or what ideas you have, but I'm sure that the police will settle this. You know, Miss Miller, I thought the same thing. That's why I took the liberty of calling them. They should arrive shortly. But in the meantime, you might turn the radium over to us. Radium? Yes, I feel much better if you're in our hands. Radium? Then a might demonstrate our little gadget. Who is Fisher, sir? Now, Miss Miller, here's a little item that no household should be without, especially if the radium thief should be lurking about. All right, Denny, switch it out. Interesting item, isn't it, Miss Miller? No. That's enough, Denny. No? What have you proven, Captain Drummond? Oh, now, really, Miss Miller... For a person with such a keen interest in radium, I'm surprised at your ignorance concerning our little telltale mechanism. By elimination, it led us directly here to the radium and to you. And, um, speaking of elimination, you appear to excel at it, too. Yes? Yes. Please stop me if I'm incorrect. You had a neat plan worked out. You put a scare into your fiancé to get the claim check out of his hand. Steve Mantell was murdered. You led to his apartment on a roof while you had Roxy go through my place for the claim check. When I dropped the hint to you that I was expecting an important envelope in the mail, you realized it was really time to get down to business. The man with the black bag was getting too close for comfort. So, you had him written off. And then I imagine you played off Roxy and your other cohort against each other. But even a two-way split between you and Roxy was unsatisfactory. So Roxy and that left just you and a hundred thousand dollars worth of race. Am I wrong? Well, uh, I would take Miss Miller's silence to mean that you're quite correct, sir. Yes, Teddy. Miss Miller had a good plan, but it didn't work. And if Miss Miller thinks her plan was good, wait until she hears the one the state will have laid out for her. And in cases like hers, the state's plan always works. <laughs>
Join us next week at the same time when we'll bring you Bulldog Drummond, starring Ned Weaver, in another thrilling story. Tonight's adventure was written by Edward J. Adams. Arthur Van Horn speaking. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Was written by Edward J. Adams. Arthur Van Horn speaking. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.